welcome to the Big Time Cast. Episode 2, Valorant's Future. Please welcome your hosts, Cadel and Salty. Thank you, Daniel, for that wonderful intro. You're the man, and we'll rely on you many times in the coming coming days. Like he said, welcome to the Big Pine cast. Who doesn't love Daniel? Uh, right, that's fair. I'm Cadel. I'm Salty. And today we wanted to cover a little of what we feel like Valorant needs in order to become a real competitive game instead of just, you know, the budding little baby it is now. But as usual, we'll just start with our news. All right, first thing. Right. Yeah, you go. You go for it. I was gonna say we have patch notes, um, and basically, it goes down to Viper is even better. Huzzah! Um, her, you can exit her ult for up to fifteen seconds, as well as drop it early, and a couple other buffs that make it significantly better. Um, the decay from being within one of her smoke abilities is much stronger, ten to fifteen per second um, damage. And it's just will stay on you for another 2.5 seconds before starting to fade, as well as having both things active. Uh, we'll only take it as though it's drawing from one fuel source. So that means she can have her wall and her sphere up. No problem. Uh, raise the rocket launcher ultimate showstopper now takes one extra ultimate point. Same thing with brimstone's orbital strike. The Stim Beacon no longer buffs enemies and no longer shows its effect radius, which is really good. Um, and his arms look better, which deserves to be in patch notes, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't make the rules. <laughs> right. Um, a couple of other things. Xbox's big game, uh, big game showcase happened not too long ago. Uh, some of the big takeaways that I pulled from it. Uh, Crossfire X. Crossfire, if you don't already know, is a massive um, online, free-to-play, multiplayer, first-person shooter. Uh, it's very popular in Asia. Right now is where it gets most of its playtime. The Crossfire X is the next installment of that franchise. It's coming to Xbox One, Xbox Series X this holiday. Um, it'll be exclusive to Xbox for a limited time but it's rumored that it'll come to other platforms post-launch. Uh, that was announced a long time ago, but during the most recent showcase, they revealed a campaign for the game that was primarily multiplayer before, and it looks absolutely gorgeous. Like It's a beautiful-looking game. The campaign really reminds me of the old Call of Duty campaigns when they were actually fun to play. <laughs> there was a time uh, when that was the case? Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah, I, I can hardly believe it. Um, obviously there's some Halo Infinite gameplay. Yeah, I'm very excited. There's a lot of uh, uh controversial uh, topics. Yeah, I'm less excited because of some controversial topics. Gameplay. It's yeah. I mean, it's definitely you know upon first glance, I was like, I mean, I don't know about this. You know, um, upon reading from many you know inside sources from 343 and developers the demo was taken was recorded like four or five months ago way earlier in the year so they've had plenty of time to improve 
on what we saw and what we will see in the future. Yeah, um, I I just anyways, don't like the fact it's, it's an open world. Like open that seems like a, a it's a very huge scary mistake thought from my very scary my perspective. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes though. Yeah, it'll um, definitely be interesting. It's also, it's also been confirmed that it is a platform rather than a sequel, so it'll be very much like Destiny, where there's a don't compare it to um, Destiny. I don't want it to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the closest one, man. Um, there's gonna be a complete story start middle end for you know master chief and everything um and then as time goes on they'll add story expansions and updates and stuff like that to build on this world that they've created which is another scary thought for halo <laughs> halo to me is very linear very mission based you know great multiplayer great great campaign i'm scared at the fact that we won't get a halo 7 for 10 years so i i just don't know cuz it was basically like Halo 4 was pretty pretty Halo. Um and people are like, "Okay, yeah, you did fine. Like let's let's go on to the next one. See what you can do with the second one." The second one was like less Halo. People are like, "Ah, I don't know if we like this." And they're like, "Wait. You guys didn't like it being less Halo? Let's make it even less Halo." Okay. K343, whatever you guys say. I mean, yeah, and go ahead. I was gonna say I like I trust them. They're excellent developers. I just don't know if they're trying as hard to capture the spirit of Halo that like I miss. Like I miss Halo Two. I miss Reach. I miss ODST. Like the Bungie era it was awesome, and we're just watching Three Four Three do like the exact same thing as Bungie did, and come out with Destiny. In Destiny, people were like, "Oh, this game's gonna be amazing," and then it flopped. It was horrible. The campaign oh. was the worst thing ever. I mean, with further expansions, it became a lot better. Uh, and the multiplayer, I don't think, ever kicked off as much as I thought it would. But now with, with Destiny 2, it's like, woo, raids. I don't want to play raids. I don't play Halo. Yeah. So, I... Exactly. Man, it was the worst thing you could have done comparing it to Destiny. I was like, man, no, yeah. come on, don't make me think of that. I mean, Which, it's it, a good game that, in its own right, but it's... For sure. It's just the um, the structure of it all, you know. And there are other games that do it. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but you know, they build a platform and like Rainbow Six. That that's another good one. You know, it's a yeah one title that they've dragged out and added content to for how long has it been? Five, six years now. It's the game year released? five, I think, right now. Yeah. So I mean, it's been five years, and I I love Rainbow to death. Yeah. You know, Rainbow's super fun. I I have no worries when it comes to the multiplayer of Halo. But we we have enough multiplayer games in the world, and we're gonna talk about how Valorant needs to differentiate itself from from those games. For sure. And Halo already had its niche, like it had its thing, and they're like, mm, let's let's change that. I don't know. So we'll see. I should probably just stop talking because I'm so sad. <laughs> it's gonna drive me insane. But uh, well, I'm not yeah. sad. I'm not sad yet. I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's a scary place for Halo to be right now. You're just more positive than me, I guess. I'm just a pessimist <laughs> at heart that doesn't trust anyone. Not my baby. Or not my baby. game. <laughs> not my game, no. no. I mean, I can't wait to see what they do with it. I'm very excited, but at the same time, very scared. Yeah. Um, 
one thing, another thing from the Xbox showcase that I wanted to talk about was the the new psychological horror game from Bloober Team. They did Layers of Fear and Blair Witch. They're doing this new one called The Medium, which will be an Xbox exclusive title. And they have, I forget its name. Will if it be I knew VR? Name, probably... No, it won't be VR. Okay. Because I'm um, waiting for Xbox I, I to make its foray into that field but right they talked about it ages ago and it never happened um but i believe the medium will be a third person perspective game um i if i knew the composer's name i'd probably butcher it i can't think of it off the top of my head but he did the silent hill music which is really exciting because the medium has a lot of the same vibe from silent hill which um I never really got a chance to play too much. Um, so I'd love my, my shot at, you know, the Xbox exclusive, the medium. It's actually on Steam. So I hate to burst your bubble there. Oh, no, it would be... Um, oh, you mean Silent Hill's on Steam? No, the or, medium. Medium. Yeah, there it's console exclusive to Xbox, but it'll also be on PC. Oh, okay, I was like... So that's what? usually how they, that's how they do things. Okay, that makes sense. Um, well... They unveiled their dual reality gameplay mechanic which is very unique i don't think anything has been done like it before basically um you play your the protagonist while she's in the real world and then she also can access a second dimension and you can control her through both areas at the exact same time with kind of a split screen kind of um setup on screen and so things you do in one world usually affect the other one and allow you to um, access other areas, or they have you do puzzles in one, you know, parts of puzzles in one area and then another in another dimension, and it looks really cool. Yeah, that's actually has been done in a, I think it was a PS4 launch exclusive contrast. Um, it was a pretty uh, good yeah. game, not a horror game. But just the the concept of you control two people th- in like different dimensions. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't simultaneous though, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, this one will be uh, real time simultaneous, and there huh. will be instances in the game where you could pause one character over the other because obviously, in one world you're going to be stuck behind a wall, and the other one that wall might not be there. Yeah, that'll be awkward. Yeah, and so oh, and Titanfall two did that, which was probably the Best single player campaign FPS I've ever ever played. Really? Period. I never played Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2, the, the campaign was wild. I was not expecting it. Okay. I recommend it. That's one thing from Titanfall 1 that I was really disappointed about was that the narrative was tied into the multiplayer. And so the narrative really never existed unless you pay, played really close attention to it. Yeah, and that's what I'm worried about with Infinite, Infinite basically. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope they don't require it to be co-op like Destiny. But anyways, we, we've moved past that. I told, I said I should yeah. stop talking. <laughs> I just can't. All good, all good. I'm a monster. <laughs> um, were there other? Yes, one that I also should probably not start because I won't stop. Tenant mentioned last week. They do have a hard date. It's the beginning of September, Labor Day weekend. Uh, it's gonna be coming out outside the U.S before then but oh boy i'm gonna wear as many masks as the movie theaters require me to i'll wear a dozen i don't care i'm watching it 
I will come in a freaking hazmat suit if that's what it Just takes. Oh, Just for sure. Not even right. not even a Fair question. Enough. I should look into it more then, I guess. I just really love Christopher Nolan. I mean, I'm sure I'm not alone in that, but um, next thing, another little bit of Valorant news. Killjoy is a new agent coming out, which kind of irks me. They're doing a new agent before a new map, but we'll be we'll have time to talk about that more in depth later. For sure. But there's a couple of pretty interesting abilities. Uh, there's a, the first one's Alarm Bot, which basically. Just when it sees a person, it runs at them. Looks like it stuns them in a little bit, even though they haven't necessarily given details on that. There's a turret, which, shockingly, you put it down and it shoots people. Who would have thunk? Uh, Nanoswarm, literally just a Molotov. And then the ultimate, which is what I care about. It will create an impregnable barrier in a radius around where you put down the ultimate for a limited time. And it looks like you can also destroy it to, to stop it in advance. But... With those new Viper buffs plus Killjoy, can you imagine putting down the Lockdown ultimate along with Viper's ultimate and just watch as everyone dies? That'd be crazy. And that would yeah. cost you a judge for the Viper. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it looks like the Lockdown ability also, if anyone's caught within that barrier, um, they're stunned for a limited time. Hmm. And so anyone who's stuck within that Lockdown ultimate along with Vipers um, is in a really bad spot. Yep. Omen will be great against that though. Very, very good. Um, otherwise, rotates basically going to be impossible. For sure. At least for a couple seconds. Yeah. Um, one thing I forgot to mention earlier was Borderlands 3 is almost a year old. I don't know if you've had the chance to play Borderlands 3 yet. I have played a little bit. I haven't finished it, even though I loved the earlier Borderlands. Oh, Borderlands games are some of my favorite games, and Borderlands 3 really knocks it out of the park. Um, like I said, game's almost a year old, about two months. Um, it was released, or I guess about a month now, we're coming to the end of July. Yeah. It was released on September 13th last year. And since then, we've gotten a ton of new downloadable content as a part of their season pass. They've done a ton of free in-game events, you know, for skins cosmetics um just like legendary gear uh starting on the 30th of july they're going to dish out six new limited time events one week at a time it'll increase iridium drops cash drops legendary gear drops all this stuff just to keep us playing the game up until um right when it was released last year kind of to celebrate the anniversary which i mean i love the game I haven't played it nearly as much as I probably should have, but you know, these events will change that. So, Hey, I got to get back into it. We can play it together. Heck yeah. I'm down. All right. Um, I think that does think cover that... our news. Yeah. Yeah. That covers our news section. Nothing else we uh... care about in there. <laughs> um, so in that case, we can just go straight into talking about what Valorant needs to not to, I, to, assert itself in the field of competitive first-person shooters, which, as we already mentioned, chock full of things. Or even not even just first-person, but Fortnite could be considered a competitor almost, even though it's a oh, yeah. wildly different game. Com just competitive shooters, I feel. Yeah, for sure. 
You want to kick us off, though? Yeah, sure. I'll start us off. Um, one of the biggest things, I one of my biggest gripes with Valorant at the moment is the in-game store. The in-game store <laughs> is... And I mean, Fortnite is very similar in this aspect. I mean, they ha the, their skins aren't nearly as overpriced as I feel Valorant's are, but they're still kind of expensive. You know, you get... A, it's like a $20 player model, and then the, you get a pickaxe and, like, a glider, which there's a few things in there. You look at the Valorant store, and there's five or six weapon skins. And, like, it'd be one thing... I'm not trying to justify the prices. It would be one thing if you got that skin for all of the guns, which there's plenty of in the game. But these $50, $70 weapon skin bundles have, like, seven weapon skins in them. It doesn't even cover... It covers maybe half of the guns in the game, which I feel is kind of ridiculous. And if they're looking to actually make money off of the store, which I'm sure there have been plenty of people... I, I hope they're trying to make money, or else this game's not going to be around very long. <laughs> exactly. And I'm sure there's plenty of people who have been eager to buy these skins and have bought these skins. Um, <laughs> but for me... I know me, a couple. <laughs> For me, I can't justify buying any of these skins if um you know I don't I don't play the game a whole lot. I play every once in a while, and I look at these really cool skin packs like the dragon ones that were just released. It's a hundred dollar skin pack. I'm not gonna justify buying that if I play the game you know a couple hours every other day. Yeah, and I so I'm gonna be honest when I, in my Dota days. Still in high school. Uh, I had a bit of a weakness. Uh, I think overall I spent about $100 on that game. Just for Ooh, skins. I mean, I can't. Uh, which was... Oh, this was over the course of like three years, so don't don't judge me too harshly. Um, but I felt I like... Judge. I felt like I was getting a ton of really cool skins. Like, I had... Um, the Soul Diffuser for Spectre. I had all these other things. And what's more is I knew even if I didn't like like them, I could end up selling them later and try to get some of that money back and I can put into towards other Steam games. Valorant, you're just committed. You get the the skin, you're like, oh, actually, the Guardian just got nerfed or whatever. I guess I'll never use that skin again, ever. Um, and what's more is like, I mean, they do understand that, yes, there's a couple of skins in the game, like the Vandal, Phantom. They're just going to be used way more than any other. That's because they copied CSGO, and that's just how CSGO does it. But CSGO has that same thing. You can sell your skins. There's a community market for that. Um, there are lower-cost options. It's not like I bought 10 skins in Dota. No, I bought, like, I don't know, like at least 60. I had, like, a full set for most heroes. Which is a lot more than, oh, yes, I have a one skin for the, uh, or I guess for the dragon one, that's what, seven skins, I think, comes with it? I think it was like six or seven skins. Like seven skins for $100. Like, that's absurd. I had hundreds of skins. And I had options to get free, even if they're not as cool, skins just by playing the game. So I cared to, like, complete my collection. But Valorant's like, okay, the barrier of entry, right here. You can either be like a 50-year-old man who's probably bad at the game because his reflexes are long gone and has just tons of money and doesn't know what else to spend it on. 
or you can be like a 12 year old with your mom's credit card like those are the two yeah. groups of people that are gonna be buying oh okay sorry and like people just that don't know how to uh, use money i guess that's not entirely true of course it's a little mean but yeah. when I, I, mean, I look at the barrier of entry it's just too high for normal people that are like i could also just buy like a brand new game for this right if this was like maybe oh. later and people were more committed to the game as opposed to have only had it for a couple months, maybe, but. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a real, I, I don't know. It's a letdown to see like, even if I was a consumer of these skins to get not even a full set, right? Cause they only give you, you know, six or seven of these weapon skins for a select um, set of guns what if I wanted the dragon skins for everything, you know, instead of just my vandal and my op. And I believe there were, there were a couple others. I forget what they were off the top of my head. Yeah. I don't know either, but I have all these dragon skins that I think, Oh, this would look really cool on this gun, but that wasn't available. Let alone the bundle being a hundred dollars for the seven of them. Yeah. We've already talked about that. So the least they could do is make it like mix and match. Like, okay, I picked these skins out of the ones I want, but mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's it's just interesting. Uh, I think they do have some redeeming qualities in the fact they have a battle pass, which is ten bucks, like most battle passes. Mm-hmm. Much much easier to get that, but it's also they said it's gonna take like a hundred hours to finish the battle pass. You got two months to do it, which is, mm-hmm. I mean. Let's just say, okay, so you have six weeks. Sorry, eight weeks. So that means you're averaging like more than, that's more than 10 hours a week. That's 12 hours a week, if I'm not mistaken. No, no more, a a little more than 12. Yeah. And I don't know, like not everyone can do that. Not that it necessarily matters, but that's still another barrier of entry for spending money on the game because people want to say, oh yeah, I'm going to get all of this or at least have a chance to. Yeah, I mean, um, I agree with the Battle Pass. The Battle Pass is really accessible. Um, obviously, if you pay, what was it, $10 for the Battle Pass, yep. you get a lot more cool content. Um, if you're just a free user, you don't get nearly as much content, but there's still content to be earned there. With the skins, none of them are earnable. They're all wildly <laughs> overpriced, and even then, it's currency that you have to purchase. It's not even currency that you can earn in game to eventually one day get some of these skins yeah which i mean rainbow six has 20 dollar elite operator things that you can get and, and that, that gives you full operator outfit what uh skins for all of their loadout weapons you know even then like victory animation which is let's be real why victory people animation. buy it <laughs> um for sure and like you just get a lot more content i feel out of these $20 packages from Rainbow than oh. the $70 package from yeah. Valorant, you know? And while, I, of course, like, this doesn't affect the game itself, like, it's still going to be fun whether or not you have skins. That's that's sure. something that will affect the longevity because it, they're still a company in the end. They have to invest more things into it to create more content or even just, like, hire someone that is really good at balancing decisions or keep paying the person they already have or whatever. It doesn't come free, so I hope that they can figure out how they're going to 
earn money sooner rather than later. Yeah, I agree. The sorry, go ahead. You go for it. No, you go for it. Uh, you're just too kind, man. Too kind. Got you. Uh, the other thing that I feel is not only do they have like a lack of content for for those skins, which will be remedied in time, of course. Uh, but they also are lacking a lot of those maps. We have four maps currently. Um, some of them people like, some of them people don't. I think they're all actually pretty good, uh, but it, there's just four of them. I mean, we we look at its com- most direct competitor, CSGO, and e- in each season's map pool, there's over a dozen. Mm-hmm. And I... Th- <sighs> That's another thing that will contribute to people wanting to continue playing the game um, is map variety. This isn't Dota or League of Legends where like one map is okay, which League of Legends doesn't even just have one map. Um, they need to be able to provide player variety as well as strategy variety. Like right now, uh, there are certain maps where favor certain ops. I mean, obviously, sorry, agents. Mm-hmm. Um, like Jet's really good on Haven, if I get that name right, because there's a lot more verticality and she can take advantage of that better than other operators, agents. Mm-hmm. I will get that. See, there's something each each episode that I just can't say properly. <laughs> um, but they there is no no incentive to like pick other ops sometimes. For instance, oh geez, I said it again. Like I, I don't think there's any situation where I would think Viper is a better pick. For instance, there's no map that you're like, oh yeah, this is a Viper map. And if they're not going to have a ban system, which they mentioned uh, pretty recently, that means that there's just some ops that are going to be left alone, unless they get buffed until they're way good, and people are like, oh holy crap, they're good. They dominate the scene for a while, and then get nerfed. I want to just have this thing where the only real mainstays are people that are good at certain certain maps, like Jet or or Sage in certain areas can use her wall. Mm-hmm. Things like that. No, I agree. Um, map variety, huge longevity thing. Um, I believe I was playing the other day and I played, and this has nothing to do with necessarily the amount of maps, I just played the same map three different times. All back to back to back. Well, yeah, you and I were playing earlier, and we played bind like five times. Yeah, yeah, I think that I think that's what the what I'm talking about. Um, but freaking, you know, as fun as bind was the first time, and it and is the second time, the third, fourth, and fifth time were not as fun. Um, but that has nothing to do. That's just the RNG matchmaking system picking our map. Yeah. But it I mean, be nice to... with more maps, then statistically you'd be less likely to play the same map over and over like For this. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. It's a fair point. Um, you know, the there's not a whole lot of maps in that pool to choose from, and like you said, it you know it makes it a lot easier for it to pick bind five times in a row. <laughs> um, but no, I mean that's a huge thing for me. It, I don't want to play the same. I, I play the same four maps enough times. I'm like, yeah, game's just not so much fun anymore and i'm sure a lot of people can relate to that and you know instead of seeing agents added you know with each content update I'd love there's to supposed to be map. six this year six and they have not announced a single new map 
Yeah. So hopefully that changes in the near future. Yeah. And I really want to see a pick and ban thing. I mean, maybe they'd have to switch up how that works. Maybe you get uh, to repick at some point during the match, maybe multiple times, however they feel is best in order to prevent an, an op getting counterpicked really hard or something. Uh, I don't know. Like there, there's options that they have to make or er, agent selection more intriguing um, as opposed to, I mean, you basically see generally the same thing every time. There's always somebody that plays Phoenix. There's always someone that plays Reyna. That's going to stay the same as long as she's good. It's going to stay the same probably forever for Phoenix just because he's, his concept is, is solid. Um, even if mm-hmm. he could use buffs or nerfs in one direction or another. For sure. Um, that's just more stale, stale stuff. Yeah, I agree. Um, stepping away from maps for just a second, the not even necessarily matchmaking system, but the friend system and the in- invitation system is very awkward, I <laughs> guess is the best way to describe it. Yes. There are so many games out there that all have close to the same, if not the exact same, you know, friend request, invite to game, join game system. And it all it all works great. Valorant's like, let's not do any of that. Let's do our own thing. And I don't know, there have been a couple of weird instances where I've gone to join a friend's game where I have to request to join. And then when they accept my request, it's not even, oh yeah, we'll just load you into that lobby. I then have to, they, it, it works in the sense that they send me an invite and then now I have to accept that invite. And I feel like there's a lot of, just obstacles you have to go through, which I don't think this necessarily would affect longevity in like a big way, but it's definitely annoying. Yeah. And it's, it's awkward. And building off of that, it's like not possible to invite people you just played with. So if you and your buddies are in a four stack, find a fifth that worked really well with you guys, or just thought was funny or whatever. Mm. How do you invite that person? Well, you have to, you have to friend them and go through that Mm. process, which is already like, not as easy as it could be. You think you just click on the name and add friends. Last time I checked, that was not the case. <laughs> yeah, um, no, it was not. And like I remember in Dota, I could turn on my party as an open party, and my friends would see that I have an open party looking for, for other people to join, and they'd just be able to join in. People that I play with would be able to see that and join in, although that was a, you had to approve it, if I recall correctly. It's been a little while. It was easy to invite people you just barely played to be your friends or um, to join you. It, it, I almost feel like I'm using a console interface where it's like, oh, we, we drive, man, never see you again. And that's how it works <laughs> in console. Yeah, um, pretty much. But being able to, to build a community, even if it's just your own little community within that, is going to be big. So maybe they consider things like clans uh, or official teams where you can have your five people set up and make your own logo, you can turn into a spray paint or something. That'd be dope, actually. I'd love that. Yeah, that'd be really cool, actually. Um, but something to, like, get that community together, because I, th- I don't know. It's not like CSGO, where everyone just accepts that everyone's doing open mic. It's, it's so much harder to build that, and that's I have no idea. I am not the kind of person that would just be able to figure out how to create that kind of community. But I do know there's certain tools you can make that will 
speed the process along, you know, even if it doesn't guarantee anything. For sure. Actually, I just really want to spray a pine cone everywhere now. That that's my dream. <laughs> just like on Fair my enough. opponent's dead bodies, just like you got coned. I don't know. It'd be a horrible spray paint. It'd be one that I make in Photoshop in ten seconds, and that's what would make it fun. That's what would make it no, goofy. I, I agree. For sure. A kill for that actually. Dang, I want that. <laughs> I want that in every game. A pine cone spray? Even if it's just not a pine cone spray, but the ability to like just do your own little thing. I mean there's also opportunity for that to be uh, excessively toxic or oh, create sure. a rating for the game that they don't want. Yeah. yeah. Um, Call of Duty does... I don't know if the most recent Modern Warfare did it, but I know Treyarch games, the Black Ops games, I believe almost all of them, if not all of them, had a custom emblem um system oh i remember lots of changes had to be made to that <laughs> oh yeah it was it was awful <laughs> i mean as fun as it was to create your own little you know your emblem that you made you know you could look at it and be like i made that you know that's cool there are a lot of exploitations with that system yeah and it uh it got changed very quickly well so maybe someday you know mm-hmm. and i feel like i've been comparing this game a ton to other games just to try to like get that frame of reference as we move into the birth of a new game. Or a new competitive scene, really. The game is almost like an appendage to your competitive scene, in my opinion. Um, but CSGO. What, what is... So right now we have abilities are, uh, with each different agent. That's basically what differentiates it from CSGO. There's a couple of things regarding economy that are less complicated and both more complicated in the case of choosing who gets ability points not that that's rocket science um but it, it right now feels less strategic i don't know if you yep. played a lot of csgo but not too much but i've watched quite a bit of gameplay from the bigger names and it definitely looks i don't know if more difficult would be the right maybe more refined refined yeah it looks more refined more um it i don't i don't know how what word i would use to describe it but i see where you're coming from yeah i because when i look at the reasons people play csgo it's because it's a it's just tactical team shooter not necessarily grounded in reality but there's a lot of consistent tactics that you'll use um valorant has that and but it's it's not the same because you have more depth there has been more time for people to figure out maps true and then that that lends itself to it uh people are just more used to it in general but the agent abilities don't change the game enough in my opinion like a slow that's that's basic a molotov csgo has that a wall see okay walls and ultimates are like the big thing um, because most other abilities are either movement, healing, or um, like stuff that CS:GO already has. Yeah, like smokes and flashes. Yeah. Um, but that actually, I think, locks you into more of a corner. Because once you pick that agent, you're in for the rest of the game. With CS:GO, you're like, okay, this time I'm gonna buy a Molotov because we're gonna try this different strat. 
But it's like, no, I, I have a Molotov, and that's that's what I have. Like, I'm always yeah. going to have a Molotov, and I never won't have a Molotov. Um, and so your individual play style doesn't change as much in the game. And so that means your team as a whole's play style can't change as much. If you see on your team, okay, we got three smokes, two flashes. Like, you're that's just how much you're going to have for the entire game. There are stupid strats with CSGO where you're like, everybody buys two flashes. And you just go and and throw a billion flashes, and it makes no sense. But you have the option. I don't know if people necessarily do that in competitive play, but you have the option. Sure. You don't have you don't have options in Valorant. Like there's the okay, you always buy your abilities. Really, there's there's no reason not to. They're too they're too good. Mm-hmm. Eh, I guess there are exceptions, but generally you buy them. Generally you buy this gun. Generally you buy that, and then it just turns into this. Can I slog faster than the other team? Do I just do the same thing over and over again better than they do it? While with CSGO, I feel like, okay, this particular push didn't work. We're going to go to the other side. We're going to smoke off a different thing. We're going to faint here. And you can do faints. You can do all that. But the other team knows exactly what utility you have. If you use all three smokes on one area, then that's all the three smokes you have. And the other team knows that. And I, th- I think that's a, a hurdle that they're going to have to overcome to give you that kind of individual and team flexibility. Um, For sure. And maybe that was that was too much of a rant just because I enjoyed my time playing CSGO. Uh, I didn't play it as much as maybe Dota or some others, but I definitely played enough to get that feel of how the game works. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think... And, I mean- Sorry. Go for it. No, that it was so. irrelevant. Just go. F- oh, okay. Um, to go kind of against that, I guess. Um, as that that's definitely something I feel like they should change. You know, just because the gameplay becomes the same all the time, every time, everyone does the exact same thing. But also at the same time, it changes the um, it that's how it kind of differentiates itself from CS:GO is where like in the competitive aspect where the game is definitely played much differently because everyone knows who has what, you know, when they have it, when they've used it, stuff like that. And that could be just more of like a a boring way to differentiate yourself. Cause like you said, you know, everyone's going to play the game the same way, you know, what everyone has stuff like that. But at the same time, it's different. And so, yeah, I think there, we can see how that gets expanded on in the future. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. It's not necessarily like inherently bad, but it needs something to make it make it a little more. Um, because the ultimates, which are the biggest game changing things, you get those like what once every four rounds if you're playing well. Mm-hmm. And like and then it completely changes how the game works, and then you go back to doing normal things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, I'm not a a game designer i don't choose how to balance things but you'd wonder if there's like certain uh like interchangeable abilities like perhaps you could swap out phoenix's wall with uh a smoke that does very very light damage over time um like over the course of its entire life like maybe like 30 damage or something okay Something like yeah, that, um, where you have to pick between the two and make that tactical decision, as opposed to, 
<laughs> this is what I got, and this is what I got. Yeah, I feel that. I think it'd be very cool to see, instead of, you know, adding six new operators or agents, um, it'd be cool to see agents get extra abilities that, like you said, you can interchange throughout the course of a match. Mm -hmm. That would change it change it up quite a bit because i think the amount of utility that people carry is fine like i don't feel like i am limited by oh like i only get this one thing and that feels bad no having just that one thing feels good you just have to be smart about how you use it mm -hmm. but having just that sure. one thing and never swapping it out then it's like okay how many times can i repeat the same strat uh because a lot of how I understood CSGO is you throw your opponent off guard by changing what your play style is, um, which you can do in Valorant, and I don't want to say you can't, um, but giving additional tools for you to do that, that creates much a much more exciting mind game where you're sitting back with your team and say, okay, I wonder what their jet's doing. Uh, well, no, if you can see how much money they have, she's buying a Vandal, she's buying armor, and she's buying her abilities like every time. Yeah. But for sure. Throwing in that element of, oh, hmm, maybe she could be doing this thing and we'd have to plan for that. Um, because I think Valorant has yeah, there's so much fun when you start playing and stuff. Um but you don't get to dictate the flow with your choices as much as as I was as I personally would like to. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. I understand that. Man, I just feel like I'm the pessimist guy today. <laughs> Ragging on every oh. game. Infinite's gonna suck. Uh, <laughs> Valorant needs to change everything. Uh, and I think Borderlands 3 wasn't as good as the other ones. I didn't say that, but I thought it. <laughs> <laughs> so. I get it. And I mean, uh, maybe it might just be I like Valorant... I, not that I had a ton of playtime in CSGO, but if I had to choose between the two, at least right now, I like how simplistic Valorant is compared to CSGO. You know, you're bringing up all the different thing, different strategies and stuff you can do. It's easier to get into, uh, which as, is a plus. Yeah, as of right now, I think Valorant, as simplistic as, as it is with just the, you know, this is what I got, so this is what I got. Um makes it easier for players to get into the game, to learn the game. And as I think that definitely is great for short-term, but long-term effects of the game definitely yep. is affected by that because, you know, you play so much. And even, you know, if you play all the agents, you learn all the agents really well, you're like, well, I can do everything with all these agents. I know how to play them all really well. What do I do now? There's not really much to build off of that, except for, I guess, them adding new agents into the game. And hopefully new maps, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's that's why I like CS:GO is because when I watch it, I can see something and I'm like, "Wow, that was incredible!" Like I can't believe they thought of that. And with when I watch Valorant, and it's still entertaining, and I I want to make that more clear than I have. It is a good game. It is fun to play. Um, sure. but I want to be able to look at it and say, I didn't expect the phoenix to do that but i can call as a person who's probably not a pro player i feel like i can call out what a phoenix is going to do like 90 percent of the time i don't even play phoenix <laughs> like okay oh. yeah like you can save this flash or you could flash here like 
that's about some of the options to say, oh, I know prison in the corner. I am going to throw the Molotov. Mm-hmm. And and I understand that maybe the way I'm looking at it is not perfect, but there are a lot of people who are coming from CSGO. That's exactly how they're looking at it. They're saying, oh, but I was so used to this, and I liked how this is. And we're talking about new players, and the iron's certainly going to be better, at least right now. It is better um, for retaining and getting new players. But what what am I playing? Why did I not play CSGO earlier? It's free to play too now. So I didn't like the gunplay, maybe. I didn't like um, the toxicity of the community. I didn't like these things. It's like, okay, well, what does Valorant provide that I, as a person, didn't get into CSGO for? Because right now, frankly, I feel like it's it's new. But as someone who didn't play as much CSGO, why have you been drawn into it? Uh, into CSGO? Uh, sorry, into Valorant. Like, you didn't oh, play as much CSGO, uh... so you don't have that that background why didn't you play csgo why do you play valorant oh okay um so i think a lot of it is um i just never really got into pc gaming until you know recently and so i that's one big reason for me not playing csgo but if i had equal opportunity like i do now because they're both free games um a big thing with valorant is just it's taken things from all these different games that I have had experience in. Like, I've had very little time in Overwatch. Granted, as little as it was, I still had some time in it. Mm-hmm. Played a lot of Rainbow. Um, CSGO always intrigued me, but I never really took the step to play the game. And so then... It's kind Valorant of an intimidating step. <laughs> yeah, right? Valorant comes out, free-to-play. Um, from the gameplay I've seen, you know, looked... It, lo- it looked fun. It is a fun game. I, I do enjoy playing Valorant for the most part. And so Unless you have to pay bind five times in a row. Gosh, yeah, right. kill me. <laughs> yeah. Never do that again, please. I'm quitting um, at the fourth. I'm never I'm never letting it happen again. Never fair enough. I'll I'll join you in that in that effort. We'll leave our three other teammates behind. They'll have fun playing bind by themselves. <laughs> if um, they stay. If they stay. Unless they want to leave too. Mm-hmm. Um and so that was a big draw for me was that it just took all these different aspects from all these different games and combined them. I thought it was really cool. Really cool take. Whereas CSGO, um, I, I feel like, you know, pre-Valorant, CSGO and Rainbow were very comparable in the sense that they were tactical shooters. They're vastly different games. Vastly different games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I enjoyed Rainbow more or less just because of the different agents. Or See, now I'm calling operators from rainbow agents never get this down um life is hard man life is full of challenges (laughs) fair enough um all these operators had different abilities and they were unique abilities and they changed the course of the game and i guess i saw a little bit of that in valorant which with the new agents um and their ultimate abilities yeah and i think there's ways like we were talking earlier that they can do to define agents more like ops in rainbow six are totally different because they have different speed different armor and have different guns that they have access to um so that that's a big thing that i don't necessarily want valorant to try but i think there are ways to further develop the role of an agent because i mean like certain ones are are duelists entry fraggers really or whatever but i mean you can really play anything any way you want 
Even Sage can be a fetching entry fragger. Like, it just doesn't I, matter. She's actually mad good at it with the slow orb. Oh yeah. Many <laughs> times I've seen Sage top frag. Like more than you know, have more frags than a Phoenix or a Jet. Which all the time. I see it all the time. I don't think there's anything wrong with that potential being there. Um but I mean you're not gonna see that in Overwatch ever. No yeah. For sure. So that's that's something that they can consider. I think there's like, but there's so many options they have. They can bring in more dis, like map evolution, whether it be destructible things or things change over time. I think that would be an interesting to play around uh, with the environment being a little more interactive than other things. But they have, I think they have plenty of options to really make oh, themselves sure. unique. Because like you mentioned earlier, for you, it's a great, uh, the reason you got into it is because it pulled from a, a bunch of different games you've played. And for me, it's like, but I'd just rather play the other games. They've been around for longer. If I want to play CSGO, I'm just going to play CSGO. If I want to play mm -hmm. Rainbow Six, I'm just going to play Rainbow Six. Why? Like, Valorant doesn't draw me as much as I want it to. And as much as I know it can't. Which I believe it will at some point. Once it gets <laughs> its identity more... What's the right word? more solidly put out there um, once the developers get into that feel once the competitive scene gets more into that feel um, because while they do have a lot of viewers on twitch right now they're usually in the top 10 if not always in the top 10 like their subreddit is basically like patch notes <laughs> like when i go on there i'm like oh okay there's nothing really that that crazy here um tournaments i don't hear about and I hear about tournaments for Age of Empires. I have, like, never watched an Age of Empires tournament in my life. Mm -hmm. um, great game, though. Great game. Never never going to play competitively. Um, Fair enough. So, um, yeah. I, I just need to define itself for me to really yeah. feel good about it. And I, I like that point. Um, there's still... I mean, it's... The game hasn't been out for super long. You know, they just got out of their semi-closed beta <laughs> i mean it was closed off to everybody but there were ways to get in um by watching twitch streams and yeah stuff. turning on a 144p twitch screen putting it in the background minimizing it muting it and just coming back exactly. like eight hours later <laughs> yeah for sure um they had they just recently got out of the closed beta the game itself has been fully released for about a month maybe it was a little longer if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah, so probably Early just like June. a month and a couple of weeks, maybe. And so the game has been out for not a super long amount of time, but um, right now the game... I mean, you know, most games that feature a multiplayer mode, which Valorant is entirely, they have, you know, dozens of maps, a dozen maps, you know, ten maps, something like that. Yeah. Valorant started with three. Granted, the fourth one came out, you know, not too long after the full release of the game. If not, I, I think not, it was at launch. I want to say at launch. You know, yeah, yeah that's, that's probably correct. Um, because I, I think Reina was also at launch, right? I don't Reina know. And... I honestly can't remember because I was busy playing Viper. I believe. Fair enough. <laughs> I believe they were both at launch, but I mean, four maps isn't a whole lot of a whole lot of stuff to go off of. Um, I'm excited to see what agents they add into the game but at the same time not at the expense of having no maps you know yeah 
yeah for sure uh i think that's one thing that everyone can agree on like they need more maps um i'm gonna be nitpicky about defining themselves now because i expect them to like this is riot they they have a job and they're gonna do it like they define league of legends from dota even uh dota came first just like csgo came first i mean i guess steam or valve is just way ahead of them or something mm-hmm. um or really they just maybe they work best when they have an idea which i think is fine um mm-hmm. but they they made league of legends what it is it's not dota it's a good game. I I don't like it, but it's a good game. I think Valorant's a game I could like, and it's a game that I hope I can get into. I just am hoping that they're they're feeling the pulse, like maybe we as the players do. Um, they're saying, okay, yeah, there. This is what we're lacking, not just in content, but in how this game feels to our players. Mm-hmm. And sure. as long as they've got their finger on that pulse, they're gonna figure it out. Like, they they've got the resources to just try again and again and again. Uh, assuming you know they fix microtransactions they'll continue to have those resources Um, yeah for sure but they're not a poor company so they're starting out with quite a bit Mm -hmm. so as as they continue building on that i'm confident that they're gonna get it but they do have to have to put that forward for me personally to feel like i want to invest myself into this game i i want to like there needs to be people who are inspired to create content there needs to be pe- people inspired to play competitively. There are people that need inspired to, um, like commentate. There, there are so many different groups of people that need to be brought in, and have an enjoyable time in their own niche. The casual player needs to be brought in, so that they can eventually grow into the competitive player. Um, although I think that one maybe is like the least important of all because everyone's already com- so competitive, anyways. Oh, for sure. Um, but that that's that's how I feel. I feel like there is a like they've started the sculpture. We can see the rough form of what it's going to be, but they still need to chisel in all of those details. And who knows? Maybe their Michelangelo is going to have an extra leg that we don't see yet. I kind of hope it does. I want a three-legged Michelangelo. That'd be dope. <laughs> so. That's that about covers my opinion of of what they need to do in order to fix that. Yeah, and I mean I, I couldn't agree more, you know. I feel like there's still a lot of stuff they need to get done, but at the same time, you know, it's very early in the game's life cycle. It's like everyone attacking Halo Infinite we talked about at the start of the show. Uh... <laughs> and I'm not I'm not calling you out here, but um there's a lot of things that, you know, even I had I had gripes with, but yeah. upon justified concerns, not gripes. Yeah, justified concerns. I, I need to call them justified concerns so I feel better about myself. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair play. Um, upon educating myself about you know these problems and stuff, and granted, you know there's things in the game like sprint that you know people like that's a very controversial that's, topic. That's just going to divide which... people. I don't think developers can do right there. There's no right answer. No, no, no. There's nothing. I mean. You know, it's actually at sprint sprint's fine for a open world game even you know that they're that direction that they're going in now i don't I know i can't imagine that traversing that map without sprint is what i'm trying to get at yeah and um, you're right it'd be madness it would not be fun no for sure and then the you know graphical issues with the game the game's yeah. not even released yet I... there's still plenty of time for people to for the developers to work on the game 
you know, we're not even at the start of the game's life cycle. And then with Valorant, you know, we're at the beginning of the game's life cycle. And so there's justified concerns that um, everyone has right now. Thank you so much. uh, (laughs) That I think a lot of them are totally fair concerns. And some of them, you know, like I, I have a frustration with, I get shot while I'm trying to rotate and my character stops in their tracks. Like, and the only option I have is to fight this person that's shooting me in the back or the side or whatever it might be. And is going to kill you before um, you turn around anyways, but... Yeah, exactly. And I I don't know if, you know, from a development standpoint, if that's one of their, their big things, you know, that, oh yeah, we, we like this feature, or if that's something that as time goes on, you know, maybe if I'm trying to rotate through a, a hallway or past a corner and I get shot, I have the option to run away from this fight that I might not be totally confident in winning. Yeah. Um, rather than being stopped dead in my tracks and having nothing to do but challenge this person and most likely lose the altercation. Yeah. And I, I would like to see that that particular change as well. But I, I totally get where you're coming from. Like there are developers who are actively working on this game. They're going to make decisions and we just hope they're the right ones. I think relating back to like the three four three graphical issues, uh, with Halo Infinite, their uh, 343's issues. They've made a beautiful game every single time. I'm not concerned about that. Um, 100%. But we don't have any past experience with Riot making a first-person shooter. Um, yeah. I mean, graphically, I don't have any problems with the game. They fixed Brinsome's arms, which I never noticed were even wrong. So clearly, <laughs> yeah, right? it, it must be great now. Um, sure. But we'll, we'll see how that balance happens, because... And maybe it's even more of that deep set concern with looking at League of Legends as a Dota player. Ice Frog, the guy who does the balancing for Dota, is probably the best at his job in the world, in my opinion. I have never played a game that felt like that, except for maybe StarCraft during like late Wings of Liberty. Um, and maybe now too. I haven't played it. I mean, I'm platinum, so you'd think I'm playing it enough, but like I still am like, eh, Terrans are kind of good. Um, <laughs> But we'll have to see if they if they follow the route of having seasons where there are certain heroes or champions or whatever they're called in League of Legends that are just better. They have a higher win rate, pick rate, ban rate, everything. And the next season, they just reset it. And that's been the life cycle for it. But I don't want it to be that. I, I want it to be dynamic. I want it to be fluid. <laughs> I want to play Viper and not just get completely crapped on. Which they have now made it, so it's even better. Not that I thought she was oh, yeah. as bad as people thought before, but anyways, like I want to be able to pick whatever the heck I want and be able to make something work with it, um, and be able to do that creatively. That's what I look for in a game, like that. Those options. Um, and I mean, like even Halo provided them for me. I, I love the map control aspect of it. I love going for the power weapons. I love teaming up with teammates. Um, working through shields so you can get that headshot that that's those are all aspects of the game that i felt like enabled me gameplay creativity and i want to see that to that extent in valorant yeah couldn't agree more um i don't think other than what we've already talked about there's much else that i feel like riot needs to change about the game i think in its current state it's definitely fun to play as we've both said, um, you know, 
the fun game. Uh, I don't know how long, how much longer it can be as fun as it is, though, if they don't make some changes. Yeah. Yeah, and so we'll just have to to wait on them. I don't, I don't even know if any of my my suggestions would be the ones to fix it. Those are just things that I notice in relation to other games. But For sure. th- there is something that that needs to be improved. Even maybe who knows? Maybe just adding more maps, and I'll have no problem with the game. I'll be like, okay, yeah, I feel like there's a variety that I can do things different ways when I play the game. Yeah, could be as simple as just adding in a map or two here you know, uh, here and then. Yep. Or it could be something totally complicated, like, and I don't know how complicated this would actually be, but adding in abilities, interchangeable abilities for the agents, like we talked about earlier, you know? Well, so they're not. I can tell you from a technical standpoint, it wouldn't be insanely hard. Like, it's definitely doable. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it'd be the same amount as adding new abilities, but from a game balance standpoint, that's that's another thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, I think yeah. at this point, we just kind of express our feelings. Hope Riot reads posts, reads tweets, reads all those things that, that ex- are player input, um, and then acts on it. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right, but if that's all that you got... I'll... Yeah, I can't think of anything else so perfect well on that happy note of we expect you to do better riot um, <laughs> this has been the second episode of the big Pinecast. thank you again for listening into the whole thing um you get it, give yourself a cookie for making it this far uh, you've earned it please go ahead and subscribe for more things and we'll have daniel see show you the door <laughs> thanks daniel Feel free to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast service. Bye-bye.